0: Glory, glory, amen and amen. Hey, I'm Alish, and this is Jezebel and Friends where my friend Helen and I are going to share some of our stories from Catholic school.
1: Hey, I'm Helen and to give you some context, we attended a K through eighth grade Catholic school and then an all girls Catholic high school this episode will be about the stations of the cross
0: and we're going to use code names because we're good people also the show contains some dark themes stations of the cross is very violent and graphic and then of course this episode will contain triggering aspects of the catholic experience station 10. jesus Jesus is is stripped stripped of of his his garments. garments They hurt my body, and now they humiliate me in front of everyone.
1: let's get into the Stations of the Cross, which I would describe as a grotesquely terrifying experience that impacted the trajectory of the rest of our lives. So if you have no idea what the Stations of the Cross is, first question, have you seen Jesus Christ Superstar? That whole musical is literally Stations of the Cross, Jesus going from one place to another, although the musical is nowhere near as violent. (laughs) Wait, have you seen Godspell? No, isn't that surprising?
0: I went to go see that because somebody invited me to go with this huge group in this really like Catholic religious part of Michigan. And not all the people I was going with were super religious, but it was just, like, a group outing we were doing one night, and I didn't know what, like, it wasn't even registering to me that this would be, like, a religious play or musical, so it was, like, whatever. And I was sitting next to my friend who makes me laugh just by existing, like, kind of like you, and I lost my mind through the entire play during the most inappropriate parts and people were looking at me like I was insane but it was just so ridiculous and as like a young kid I think I knew this was just like such a joke wait what is Godspell about I don't know because I wasn't really paying attention but the parts that were so captivating to me were like when Jesus got crucified of course because it was just so dramatic and I'm like this is supposed to, like I, I thought it was like satire but not Jesus I am amazed at how you always forgive people no matter how much they hurt you
1: there are 12 stations of the cross and it's basically Jesus making his way to his death being like brutally tortured beaten there's blood graphic details graphic images um, and it's totally scared the shit out of me as a child. I hate blood and gore to this day. Ailish, you know, I like would never even go to a haunted house. This was like a haunted house.
0: I'm surprised you didn't enjoy it. It was the type of thing where I felt like I could sort of zone out because even though we would like as young kids, when we would be like actively participate participating in stations of the cross like it was kind of like an all-school mass where you could kind of just like blend into it. it obviously you know as we got older we would do like smaller group things so you couldn't really mess around with those but do you remember in like second or third grade we would sit out in the hallway and we'd have to bring our rosaries and we would do like 140 hail marys or like some ridiculous number O oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. The second sorrowful mystery, the scourging at the pillar. Pilate's next move was to take Jesus and have him scourged. Fruit of the mystery, purity.
1: Our Father. And I think that was that wasn't the stations of the cross but it was around the time because this takes place in holy week which is like the the week where jesus meets his maker <laughs> <laughs> And you're not even supposed to like enjoy yourself at all during that week. You're not, you're supposed to like fast, not, not even have any type of fun, which I remember would always be really confusing because my parents and my grandparents would definitely like teach me that. But it was always like right before Easter that my family would like take a vacation to Florida to visit my extremely holy grandparents who both like regret even having kids and just wish that they had like dedicated their lives to the church and like they tell us all the time (laughs) but it'd be really confusing for me because my grandma would be like telling us we're not supposed to have any like fun or enjoyment but we'd be like in Florida going to like the pool the beach like easter egg hunts and stuff like that
0: station 11 Jesus Jesus is nailed nailed to the the cross. cross. (laughs) Forgive them.
1: So, as young as kindergarten, in our Catholic education, they went just full throttle on all of the gory details and violence, and I just remember being scared shitless by these stories. So... It makes perfect sense to me that in like second or third grade, Stations of the Cross made its way into our recess games that we would play on the playground. (laughs) And we would play, we didn't call it Stations of the Cross, but that's what we were doing. We were like acting out the stuff that we had just learned, which I feel like is that's exactly what kids do like they play to like make sense of the world that's why they play like house and stuff it's what they're trying to understand (laughs) um so I feel like it was such a direct response to just the absurdity and how scared we probably felt and that led to us just like playing crucifixion games on the playground (laughs) So the living stations of the cross are so scary. So what they wrote on the church's website was, for more than 20 years, the teens have provided the parish a spiritual pilgrimage depicting Jesus on the day of his crucifixion. With all the struggles in the world today, we hope you can attend as we reenact Jesus's ultimate sacrifice of love. Oh, so it actually is on Good Friday, Um, but it'll be at like 7.30 p.m. at night. And then there's a note below that says cast call. <laughs> Teens interested in participating in Living Stations of the Cross as actors, readers, musicians, or singers are invited to meet up Palm Sunday after mass, join Sue at the piano.
0: Like, I don't know anything about the specifics of like Jesus Preparing for his death, dying, when he's supposed to rise again, when he comes out of the cave or something. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to be Like there's going to be a lot of things clarified to me as we work through this. So this
1: specific event, Living Stations, I cannot stress how much it scared the shit out of
0: me. Luckily, we were usually in Florida. See, we didn't go to the same masses. Like you went to the more like, lax liberal one my family like didn't go at all and if we did it was like punishment or out of like pure guilt for like we haven't gone in like seven months or something so like i i didn't know that this was even happening were you in it i don't know actually
1: but this is acting acting out whipping carrying a cross beating nailing into flesh
0: (laughs) the thing that strikes me so weird about dare i say the obsession like the catholic obsession with the stations of the cross is like you said it's really disturbing and gory and violent and graphic why do you guys still want (laughs) like experience that like why are you so hell-bent on being like god i wish i was there let's just put on a play about it like does not make any sense at all it's just how i feel let's talk
1: about how like this transformed into the games we would play on the playground yeah let's unpack that (laughs) so at our school we only had access to an actual playground with like swings slides stuff like that until third grade then from fourth through eighth grade our playground was an empty parking lot it was actually the (laughs) church parking lot And so there was nothing to do. And we would come up with the strangest games that were also super like Catholic inspired. And sometimes we would decide to play a game where we would just pick like a random boy and just start chasing him.
0: Yeah, we're like, that's the one for today. Sorry, you've been chosen.
1: And other times, very often, We would play games where we pretended to crucify each other. And, like,
0: we were literally acting out the Stations of the Cross. We, like, thought we were lucky. Like, if you got chosen to be crucified out of, like, our group, not, like, when we would choose a guy, we would be like, yes, I got crucified today. It was, like, strange. Oh, I would always... Volunteer to be
1: crucified just because I loved like being the center of attention (laughs) so I think I remember being like guys crucify me today and then how it would work is like us girls would form a circle around the person who's being crucified also we always like practiced consent in this like we never crucified someone who didn't want to be crucified (laughs) um and we all wanted to be crucified so it worked out We would, like, form a circle around the person, and we just start, like, chanting, crucify,
0: crucify, (laughs) which is also what we would hear during Stations of the Cross. You're like, I don't remember that, which either means, like, I blocked it out, or I straight up wasn't paying attention, like, ever.
1: That's so crazy, because it just, like... I would try not to pay attention, but it would scare me so much that I would. We would chant crucify. If it was wintertime and we had scarves, we would like take off the scarves and like pretend to whip each other. <laughs> <laughs> and then we would like walk the person around who was going to be crucified Then we would drag the person, like the person would like go limp and we would like drag them. And then sometimes we would tie them to the fence using our scarves and throw things at them. Like if there was snow, we would throw snow at them. But I remember like I literally loved being the person that got crucified. I really think I just liked the attention. Um people who like played that game with us who we don't talk to anymore i wonder how they look back at those games
0: are you thinking people that we would like chase around or who would just be like there
1: just like girls who would be like participating in the crucifixions
0: yeah like where are they now
1: And, like, do they look back and think that was, like, really weird? I mean, obviously it was really weird. But I look back on it and I think that actually makes perfect sense. Like, now that I understand more about psychology Uh (laughs) and, like, how children react to, like, extremely, like, fear-inducing situations. Which I would consider going through the Stations of the Cross, especially the living stations. And, like the fear response that that had in my body like I know that impacted me to like wanting to make sense of it by playing those games on the playground
0: I don't know how intense because we were in the same class in third grade but I had the more religiously intense teacher in third grade and i remember that's when i wouldn't say believing but started participating more in like the religious aspects that we were taught but she used like such an intense fear tactic where like if you don't do this this and this like you're going to hell your family's going to hell like and hell was equated with this very like painful experience that i was genuinely so afraid that i was like doing things like praying before bed i was nine years old praying before bed can you like imagine me doing that or we would bring home a mary statue and like i didn't understand the hype around it but she genuinely instilled the fear of god in all of us That i was like this must be like a really big deal and like really important this is a huge honor like it kind of goes back to trying to make sense of the things that are put in front of you that are either like scary or don't make sense like That stuff on its own really didn't make much sense to me, but I was, like, I'm being told that, like, this is important. I have to do it, so I'm gonna do it. Like, wearing religious medals, wearing a scapular. What? Do you remember the scapular that had, it was like a necklace that went like forward and backwards and you would wear it underneath your clothes? Oh my God, no. You, did she not, did your teacher not give you those? No. They almost look like little postcards on the front and the back of the necklace. And there's one supposed to sit like over your heart and the other one's supposed to sit in the back, like in the middle of your back. So it's like on both ends but i don't think she gave these ones to us but the more intense ones were made of like a really scratchy woolly material because you're supposed to always like be in discomfort to remind yourself of how jesus was always in discomfort or something i'm botching that explanation but she gave all of us those and we all wore them that is like next level that actually sounds
1: Opus Dei to me, which Opus Dei is like the fundamentalist sect of Catholicism. Um, they don't always call themselves Opus Dei, and they believe in in great like causing great discomfort to themselves. They thrash themselves, like they walk
0: on like sharp objects. That's that's so strange. I'm sorry to cut you off, but like. We were eight or nine years old and one kind of just being given something that's a little bit like that wasn't part of the curriculum. That was her just like going off book and being like, I'm going to create my own little like God warrior army. And all of us were scared shitless of this, like going to hell, being punished, like things being taken away from us by God, who's not real. (laughs) And also even being like given the explanation about the history of the scapular and then how extreme it can get.
1: I was just going to say there's actually Opus Dei people in my family. Oh. Oh, wait, I think I did know that. They're like second cousins. What do you remember from like the games we would play on the playground?
0: Well, I do remember crucifying people, but I remember chasing people around and we wouldn't always make it about crucifying, but it was like, I don't know in the span of, what was our recess time like twenty five minutes? we got a lot done. We would also do you remember the like, paper recycling bins that were like full-sized like trash dumpsters people would like jump into those and like play (laughs) (laughs) do you remember liking to be crucified or was that just me i didn't want to be the person that was like outwardly trying to get crucified all the time because i felt like you played a big role in like inventing it and establishing it as like an activity that we could all do and enjoy and i was like this isn't, like, my thing that I created, so I'm not, like, entitled to, like, being crucified all the time. So I did feel really lucky whenever I did.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> I I think you're giving me too much credit, and really, I was just, like, hijacking it and being super bossy.
0: <laughs> well, I thought it was so genius that I was like, God, why didn't I think of that? But you were such a trendsetter with things in grade school that I was like, this is genius. This is so much fun. It felt almost like an exclusive club. I was like, if you're getting crucified, like you're lucky. Like that's a high honor. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just weird the way that we thought about things like that.
1: I wonder if people are like if they remember it maybe they don't because maybe it wasn't a big deal to them but maybe they think I'm like into that type of thing now (laughs) (laughs) and surprisingly I'm not (laughs) like I... Now, if there was even if it was a non-sexual game like something that required me like being tied up, I would
0: not be able to do it. I am so claustrophobic. We were yeah. also never like tie like bounding people in a way where they couldn't like get loose. Like you said it was with like a scarf and the way that the fences or anything on the playground were set up, it it wasn't secure in addition to going to Catholic school
1: my parents also made me go to like a religious education program for people who attended non-religious schools as you got older it became like a legitimate bible study where we would like read the bible and I've read so much of the bible that's why I like wanted to name this show the Sodom and Gomorrah show but it was just like too weird (laughs) that was that's the one of the few classes I actually remember was reading Sodom and Gomorrah station 12 Jesus Jesus dies dies on the the cross cross. (laughs) why couldn't we have done stations like this for the Sodom and Gomorrah story
0: (laughs) yeah I want to see more about that in detail (laughs) please (laughs) i also went to a summer camp for like a week this one i didn't when i signed up for it i don't think my family like realized it was as religious as it was they we would do this like morning and evening devotional thing there might have even been one in the middle of the day and there was a woman who led all of them who just was really trying to drive home that like we were going to hell if like we weren't praying constantly if we weren't just doing all of these religious things i thought that i think that's when i was exiting like the impressionable stage of it all where i was like this is like kind of horseshit but definitely in like third grade i fully like thought i was going to hell like on a daily basis like I would be afraid, say if I skipped like praying before bed or if I like half-assed my prayer because the teacher in third grade would also do anything to make you feel like you weren't doing enough religiously. It's like, did you pray before bed? Yeah. Well, did you mean it? Probably not. It's like, you're going to hell. So it's like, you couldn't ever do anything right. So I always just lived in fear of going to hell because I felt like I wasn't doing enough ever. Did you think you are going to hell? It
1: was never so much that I thought I was going to hell, but I was terrified of the devil, like, getting me. And that fear could be, like, sparked up again. It was almost like my hypochondria. Like, I kind of go through phases where I become kind of a hypochondriac. And usually now I've learned it's because there's been, like, underlying issues that I haven't addressed where it was just easier to be, like, I think I have cancer when it's, like, I just didn't want to face, like, my real problems. And that would kind of get, like, flared up with certain things. There was a teacher, a religion teacher at our all-girls school, and I don't think you had him. He had left the monastery, but he was still, like, a single person, a devout, devout Catholic. And he told us some stories about, like, exorcisms. And he basically made it seem like there was no way he couldn't believe that that stuff was real because of stuff he had witnessed like firsthand so I got really scared um and I remember and this was like I was older I was like 15 there was a multiple times where I like got back to my family house and no one was home And I was too scared to even go inside because I thought like the devil was in there.
0: What exactly did you think was the reason the devil would be like in your house? Honestly, I think I was just misinterpreting anxiety. Like you had like a feeling like there's something bad in there.
1: Yeah. Like I felt so anxious and now that hindsight is twenty twenty, I realized there were a lot of things going on that I had to feel anxious about but because I wasn't I was in denial so I was just like it must be like the devil in there where would you go I would just like wait outside and be like calling my parents and they just like would not have time for that <laughs> did they know that you were like Were you like, I think the devil's inside? Yeah, they thought that was completely ridiculous because even though my parents are religious, they have always made it clear that they don't give a rat's ass about hell or the devil. But it's like, for me, I can't just like pick and choose things. Like my
0: anxiety has a mind of its own. That's insane. I did not know that. At what point do you feel like you realized that feeling was coming from like an anxious place and not like like making sense like at what point at what age did you were you able to make sense of it and be like this is ridiculous like i'm feeling this way because like i have anxiety and i'm struggling with like whatever you were struggling at the time
1: i really i think it was around that time that i was having like some more severe hypochondria thinking i had cancer all the time And constantly going to the doctor. And luckily, my doctor said, like, after I think she picked up on some of the hypochondria, she was like, Have you ever considered like trying acupuncture for anxiety? And then I started trying acupuncture, and it was with the acupuncture provider that. I was able to realize that, like, I was having some irrational fears. Also, my doctor was from my church. I would say 90% of the time she's an amazing doctor. But since she's, like, a Catholic woman who was socialized in the Catholic system, she would basically taught me as my doctor that abstinence was the
0: only solution. Like it was never presented to you like, are you or are you not sexually active? It was like, you shouldn't be sexually active. That's the end.
1: It was exactly like, you shouldn't be sexually active. The question in my appointments would be like, and you're not having sex with anyone until you're 30 in a committed relationship, right? Great. (gasps) What? And that was really hard for me because i had like experienced a lot of like non-consensual sexual things that i was like dying to tell someone about my doctor would have never been a place for that where i could have done that i there wasn't any like really safe place that i could have done that
0: that's so fucked up
1: her physician's assistant also went to our church if I had my, like, checkup with the physician's assistant, she would say the exact same thing. So I wasn't even allowed to, like, tell them that I that I had been involved in sexual activity, like, in any way.
0: It's weird that she would just glaze over it and be like, right, right? Yeah, I
1: don't re- really recommend getting your um, <laughs> doctor from your
0: church. Just setting the tone like that can just put someone in a headspace to feel really guilty about things that, again, are natural at that age to even be curious about. And to put a stigma, like, attach a stigma to it and almost, like, have that stigma in the room with you feels like a third presence where it's like, this is supposed to be, like, confidential and safe and, like, that is... So nuts. God, like, I feel like as we unhash a lot of things, there are like things I'm realizing we both didn't know about each other's experience in like elementary school, junior high, high school, not so much college, but like, I think things we just didn't know was happening.
1: I know, and there are things that at the time, I don't think we even
0: thought to like
1: bring it up because it was just like something that was happening to us that we had no control over and so it almost felt like there was no use in bringing it up Um, but now like looking back as adults it makes sense that we would talk about it now just having like a deeper understanding of like... (laughs) like child safety
0: but also like even feeling like bearing the responsibility of carrying shame that wasn't even ours to like like we shouldn't have been carrying that it was usually somebody else was really contributing to those really bad feelings so when you plant your seed you stake your claim
1: thanks for listening to our episode of jezebel and friends to learn more follow us on instagram at alish boyd and helen q passan that's alish boyd e-i-l-i-s-h-b-o-y-d and helen q passan h-e-l-e-n-q-p-a-s-i-n